Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, everybody. Tom Merritt, host of Daily Tech News Show here. And what follows is an excerpt from a class I taught online called How to Make a Great Podcast. There were some great folks who were in that class, and they got a couple hours to do Q&A. We have a version of that class with a lot of the Q&A, a lot of the personal stuff cut out. So it's about 56 minutes available for sale at patreon.com slash DTNS slash shop. So if you are one of the people who couldn't make the class, but you wanted to get a version of it available for download, you can do that right now. Go to patreon.com slash DTNS slash shop. If you'd like to hear a little excerpt first, here is a portion of the class where I talked about how we pick stories on Daily Tech News Show. Enjoy. These kinds of preparation can address your blind spots, the, the things that you're likely to, to miss. And research before the show is a good way to address those. Now, this specifically for news is important. Uh, and I'll give you an example. With Daily Tech News Show, when we're picking the stories that go in, my blind spot is going to be, well, I'm not that interested in that aspect, but the audience is. Or I'm tired of hearing this kind of story, this kind of rumor, because I've been doing this for so long, but it's still popular. So the way I correct for that blind spot is to use multiple sources of the types of stories, not just multiple sources on a story, but I look at my own feeds that I curate. These are the things that I trust and they expose me. I construct those feeds to expose me to different kinds of stories that I might not see otherwise. Then I look at Google News, which is going to give me a very populist like this is what the algorithm thinks the masses are into because they're clicking on it. Uh, then I look at TechBeam, which is going to tell me, ah, this is what the Silicon Valley insiders in the know are buzzing about. This is this is what the industry thinks is important. Then I have a subreddit for Daily Tech News Show where some of the listeners are going in and saying, oh, this is what we, the most enthusiastic listeners, are into. Uh, and then I take all of that together and say, well, if I'm seeing it in everywhere, that's got to go in the show. Uh, and if I don't think it's important, but man, it showed up in a couple of those places, you know what, maybe I should reconsider or it's on the subreddit and it's nowhere else, but it's got a ton of votes. All right. That that's worth paying attention to. Um, 
The other thing is to let the research inform where you're going with your story. This applies more to a research-oriented or a storytelling type of, of show. Uh, so I'm going to go back to, to talking about Know a Little More. Know a Little More is a show that is around 15 to 20 minutes long and explains one topic. It's single mic. You might, we may roll in sound bites and things like that, but it's for the most part just one story. You're telling a story. So it's fully scripted. Uh, you're, you're, you're not going to see uh, you know, room for discussion in Know a Little More. This, this is all scripted right here. And if you look at the bottom of this, I list all the sources. When I start researching, so this is for an upcoming episode about the computer mouse. When I start researching, first thing I do is I go to the Wikipedia article for whatever that topic is. I'm not relying on the Wikipedia article for all my information, but it's going to be my jumping off point to tell me, all right, what's the history of this? Who started it? It's going to give me a bunch of citations I can follow on my own for that sort of thing. Uh, and when I was researching computer mouse, I came across computer-aided display control in a reference, and I didn't know what that was. So I looked it up, and I found a, a report from Doug Engelbart, the person often credited with inventing the mouse, about that computer-aided display control. I was like, ah, okay, now I can explain that. So I wrote that in. Uh, then uh, I noticed that Bill English was was listed as being essential to this. So I looked up Bill English and I was like, okay, what does it say he did about the mouse? What are the parts of the mouse that he contributed? Uh, then I came across the term planimeter, the, like this, this mouse the, that they designed was based on the design of a planimeter. Well, what is that? So I went and looked that up. Uh, then I found probably some references in the uh, mouse history at the computer museum to something else. So you see what I'm doing here, which is reading the information. And whenever I come across something that I'm like, well, that's a good question. What's the answer to it? Uh, or that's interesting. Uh, let me find out more about that. And then I'm constructing my episode based on that. Um, whether you are doing this level of depth or not, uh, you want to do this in miniature. So find good sources. If you're just doing a casual show, let's say you're doing a casual show about video games and there's a story out there uh, about a new mod. Make sure that you use a link for yourself to read about it that you know never gets things wrong or rarely gets things wrong. Everybody gets things wrong sometimes, but you're like, this this place always gets it right. Uh, don't just take the first link that, that you find. Uh, don't rely on one source. If you really want to understand a topic and you want to serve your audience, uh, Read, read that reliable source that you rely on all the time. Get you as much of an understanding as you can about it. And then go find another one. So if you're reading about something on GameSpot, go read what Kotaku wrote about it. Even if you just scan through it, uh, I find eh, nine times out of ten, there's a little piece of information that makes me go, well, that was in the other story, but I didn't quite get it until I saw the way they wrote it. Uh, and then a few times out of ten, there's something in that other story. It's like, oh, they didn't mention that at all. That's interesting to know. When you then take those stories 
and talk about them, you want to make them your own. So rephrase, don't just read. Uh, and I, I have, I have done the exact opposite of this in my career. So this is not a judgment if you're doing this right now, but it's just going to make your show better. If instead of looking at a, a story or looking at a review and you just read it word for word, if you rephrase it, because if you can rephrase it in your own words, that means you understand it better. If you can't explain something simply in your own words, you probably don't understand it as well as you want to. So if you want to be able to say like, no, I really understand what this is about, uh, be able to say it in your own words. Maybe you want to write that out. Uh, maybe you just want to be able to do it on your own. Um, but, but that is important into making sure that you're explaining it right to your audience. Now, we're going to do the writing exercise here, but I want to stop down because I know I've been barreling through a bunch of stuff here. Uh, any other questions about the writing and researching part of this? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.